to EnterTheRealWorld.com. This is the Tape Crusaders. It's a Batman podcast that we just left in the dirt several years ago. My name is Matt Waters. I'm joined for this, as always, by Mike Thomas. Mike, how are you? Are you excited to return to the deep, dark mythos of Batman? I mean, I'm excited to return to my own website. Uh, I've been abandoned <laughs> repeatedly. You have um, not been abandoned. Just... Everyone, please use this moment to listen to the Legion Season 3 podcast. That's definitely on the website somewhere. Look, I <laughs> I, I decided I need to rewatch every single episode, and that took longer I than I thought. It will be coming soon. Speaking of comic book properties that use the song White Room, Joker? There's a segue. Todd Phillips' own Joker. We don't know what each other think of it, but I'm just... Actually, I think I do know what you think of it. So I'm just going to tentatively say welcome to Dark Phoenix Part 2, because I think we violently disagree. What's your big, broad takeaway? I think it's a film that's essentially entirely about Joaquin Phoenix acting. (laughs) Many, many films have taken this path to success because it's just kind of enjoying Joaquin Phoenix Uh diving into a character full tilt and i think that carrot like one makes it for fairly compelling i mean i think other broad strokes so quickly like i'd rather todd phillips try to make a martin scorsese movie than todd phillips make a todd phillips movie <laughs> like i don't think this is like some genius film or anything mm-hmm. but like he i it's infinitely better than almost anything he's ever done before and again that's like a low bar to get over but just, yes. just in terms of like immediate <laughs> reactions you know it's interesting i was thinking a lot about kind of this really no one with dark knight rises really tried to do you know he talked about how like pale two cities was a huge influence mm-hmm. and one there should have been some more questioning about whether or not that was a good thing influence because like essentially the takeaway of tale of two cities is hey rich people like don't be such dicks Fuck otherwise em. like bad things are gonna happen but yeah. not like we like don't change anything just like be less dick keep your money just don't just be like complete dicks. just like 14 percent right. less <laughs> yeah and like that's just kind of like stupid like yeah. that's just like that's just such a that's not satisfying your eat the rich narrative and i think this one attempted to do a lot of interesting things with a story that was probably far more on the side of the people. But also, you know, it is still Todd Phillips, so it's mm-hmm. incredibly clumsy in doing that. From what I gathered, a lot of people did took away the opposite messages from this, or feared people would take away the opposite messages. I mean, like, in general, I think that's kind of stupid to fear what the stupid people will, will think about movies. Like, mm. we might as well not make any movies if we're worried about what stupid people are going to think of them. Like, <laughs> But I do think that Todd Phillips is an incredibly clumsy filmmaker, and I don't think it's like outrageous that some people look at this and thought, man, are, are we sure this is what, what, are we sure he's doing what, huh? What, who size everyone out of this? But largely speaking, I think it just works because it's, it's a compelling acting performance from Joaquin Phoenix and 99% of the movie is act Joaquin Phoenix act. Your side, go. Okay, uh, you don't feel as passionately about this as I feared, so we're not going to be in for a full-on shouting match. I agree, Joaquin Phoenix is quite good at being Joaquin Phoenix. You know, the... the it, this uh, is like a really interesting, like, counterpiece to uh, You Were Never Really Here, uh, like one of last year's I, best films. Yeah, or... I have been told repeatedly to watch that. I mean, if you wanted to know, like, what, what, what like, Joaquin Phoenix version of a dirt-poor Batman would be, like, that's exactly, <laughs> essentially what it would be. 
be. Sure. Um, uh, I've also or like heard a really fat alcoholic Spider-Man with no spider powers and no mask. Sure. I would be like. I've also been told the reason that movie's good and this one is less so is because that one's by a woman and has something to say, whereas this one is not really saying much of anything. I somewhat agree with that i don't know i mean i do know how certain people have come away from this being like wow what a deep criticism of society and what a masterpiece on on you know the the rich poor divide because i don't actually think it leaned that heavily it feels very broad strokes to me it's like oh yeah. man it's messed it, up it out there like right it, and it's like yeah but it feels like it wants to like utilize that without yeah. actually doing any of the hard work of saying something about it. Right. And even especially, I think they really muddy it up in the end with the, the Nero stuff at the end in terms mm. of like, do you actually understand, like, were all those things an accident in the first like two thirds of the movie where <laughs> exactly. you were like pointing out how fucking hopelessly stupid rich people are and how and how much society is completely breaking down because of how stupid they fucking are and are in charge? <laughs> yeah. Or was that just kind of like shortcuts to tell, like a shortcuts for attention or something? Yeah, and I, I, I think Phillips even has said in interviews, like he doesn't see this as a political movie and then like towards the end when Arthur says when you know when he's dressed in the full Joker get up at the end he says oh this isn't a political statement I was like this is very art imitating life because how can this not be a political movie when the backdrop and the thing you're blaming Arthur's entire journey on is a giant political divide between the rich and the poor and social programs being underfunded and also like to put the clown stuff in there when there was a very real clown movement in real life and i don't know to have that organized thing of like oh they dress like this and they're rioting on the streets like this is a like how is it not political i'll say this generally speaking i try to do this anyway but particularly with this one i try not, i don't care what Todd Phillips thinks of his own movie. And sure. especially someone is like as dumb as him. Like yeah. I really yeah. don't care. Like, like I somehow I still had to hear about it because of headline like I it was actually kind of a lesson in how hard it is to disengage from things you don't want to hear. Like unimportant things like Todd Phillips' opinion on anything. <laughs> like I don't need to know or want to know Todd Phillips' opinion on anything. I don't seek it out. Yeah. And yet I can't help but hear about it. And uh, I'm just like this is this is actually almost like a sad state of affairs. At one point in the world i could not have to hear anything about what todd phillips thought about anything i don't think i heard his voice for a lot oh he's in one of his movies so i guess i did but yeah i didn't hear him as him like say anything and now i've heard it a bit too much and you know as much as i enjoy like his co-star mac maron sorry his actor basically explaining why he's an idiot for condemning pc woke culture and all that it's like yeah like clearly this man is not <laughs> a high thinker it also troubled me a bit like did you see Joaquin phoenix got asked about are you worried about this inciting real violence and he just was not a equipped to answer that question at all and just walked away and like that was a little bit worrisome that no one thought i know what you're saying about we can't be afraid to make things that will like radicalize certain people but i would think they would at least have something prepared for that kind of i mean okay but like i think one and this is kind of maybe transitions nicely into the content i think probably one of the best things about this movie is that they make the joker a fucking loser he is and I'm not just talking about, like, his life. Like, I'm not talking mm -hmm. about, like, his mental health deficiencies. I'm not talking about the fact that he was his mom. He himself, as a human being, is a fucking loser. No. There is yeah. nothing in this movie that could... Po like, if you if your takeaway from this movie is, man, I want to be the fucking Joker. Anyone <laughs> wants to dress up like this dude for Halloween? Also, a 
fucking loser. Like this is and not, they will both versions. I, but but like they are. But like and I'm, what I'm saying is, is that like this is probably the first conscious attempt to show the Joker for what. A, the Joker would actually be, which is a fucking loser. And I think that was actually kind of a really important thing, and probably something I appreciated the most about the film. But like, the- I don't, like, this isn't like, and again, that's the whole point, is that, like, I don't take issue, I don't think Christopher Nolan should be blamed for anyone seeing that essentially making a hyper-cool version of the Joker. Like, this unbelievable brain that can somehow contort all these things happening simultaneously and predict how everyone will react to a million different things mm. as cool like of a super soldier could possibly be and it wouldn't be his fault if someone dressed up like the joker and shot anybody either so i don't really see the well, value in i like with nolan's joker like i think a very certain sect of people latched on to you know joker philosophizing about oh the world is shit the world is shit everything's shit let's all hurt each other and do chaotic random bullshit and they ignored the part where the film pretty much comes on down on the side of he's wrong and look the people didn't do what he thought they would and batman beats him and like i know like a core tenet of dark knight rises is like oh he won in the end because he tore down harvey and like that illusion couldn't be but whatever like broader strokes it's like they do come down on the side of he's a villain and he's wrong and like the theme of dark knight rises for as flawed as it is and you can listen to us talk about it on this very series they they do go with that message of hope and like the common people rising up and all that whereas like I feel this movie is ask- yes he is a fucking loser but they are also I think trying to make him I think they want you to sympathise with him and like get behind him and like the movie ending with him being sort of like raised up almost Daenerys Targaryen style and like worshipped for what he's done it's a bit like I could have used them coming down on the side of condemnation of this man I mean I think his actions throughout condemning enough like the dude suffocates his mother like you don't the yes. film doesn't need the doesn't need a protagonist to say you were wrong i was right to know how a film feels about it if anything that kind of just reveals i think you're pointing out probably one of the weaker parts of the dark knight by being like and this is where the director said sends his central idea well, we want uh, the audience to believe i just generally believe if you're gonna do a movie that focuses heavily on a villain you also need a hero to like like we tell stories of hero versus villain and all that and like yeah we make movies about bad people but and should art have to tell you that someone is bad can it not just say here is a bad person or whatever like probably not but just i don't know there's just so much like baggage that comes with this character who is already so co-opted by pop culture to like be glamorized and everything and we've got this whole obsession with serial killers thing that is ongoing in society at the moment i'm not saying you know it, the director of a movie about joker is on a bound to have to deal with all of that it's just it is very much a thing that this character is sort of hero world worshipped by let's be real like incel fuckbags like like, and and i just i take your point again i take your point about like you know we can't just be afraid that like people are gonna take something like this and 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 learn from it but it is so like i want to say it's like an incel training manual in place like there's so many small things like don't put your hands on a child don't follow a person around like and it doesn't i don't know the whole point was that he was a fucking loser and it was all in his head like i remember when that's i remember when she actually like showed up at his door i'm just like this is just a ridiculous male fantasy moment and then it was a male fantasy moment yeah and i could have done without them literally showing the scenes again with her not there 
like I think it was clear enough none of that was real um, I, but if anything that's doing exactly what you want though in telling the audience like how to interpret it like I said I don't like I don't think this is a particularly clever movie no 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 I, I, I like I like I don't want to be like making it sound like that but this is a guy who won extreme mental health problem too I don't think they have sympathy so much for him as a human being I think they have empathy for people in his position I, I think they have empathy for the people in general in this film as but i think it's incredibly clumsily conveyed i don't deny that i i mean there are millions and millions and millions of people who are completely being fucked over absolutely just like this guy just like this guy is yeah and we've seen in i mean in a society we have seen <laughs> we in live in life, a society we live in a society we've seen in real life over and over and over again how men use violence to dominate other people to restore their own sense of humanity yeah and if anything we rarely see in a film portrayed to be such a gross ugly thing that it is here i think this is the most clumsy i think the problem is i mean i just think todd phelps is kind of an idiot yeah it's he's really, a, it's pretty, i think he's a moody teenager who doesn't yeah. like the world but i think not if anything a... it's possible he doesn't understand some of the good things this film was actually doing i mean because this <laughs> film is essentially a massive takedown of one hyper masculinity and two complete government abandonment of the people in favor of the rich because it was essentially a dude who was who has no concept of his own reality and has fills his head with complete nonsense to re- restore his own sense of self. I mean, he literally says, "I don't know who I am. I don't know that I exist." Like, <laughs> like this beautiful, unbelievable fantasy woman stumbles briefly in his life, gives him the briefest moment of actual attention possible, and in his head, he actually turns it into this crazy, un- unreal fantasy. When the moment that he senses that he his masculinity is being challenged by anyone, he uses violence to dominate other men, to restore his sense of self. And all of it is portrayed to be that these are the actions of a fucking loser. But I I just fear it doesn't quite come down on that side enough like I I said for the movie to end the way it does with him sort of raised up and then like getting his sort of triumphant celebration and and like being the symbol of this clown movement and and then you know the whole scene in the asylum at the end that's like the more like oh this is and you know is it this whole like we've seen the killing joke and like oh I prefer my backstory to be multiple choice and like was this all a dream or is it all a flashback or whatever whatever I feel yeah Yes, you are you are being bombarded with what a loser this guy is for a good hour and a half and then at the end it's like now he is actualized as a murderer and a confident person who does this and that and the other and I, I just everyone feels differently I just the, the, it makes me uncomfortable the degree to which like this dude just is a walking red flag but like it's the small things it's like we all know broad strokes you shouldn't kill people but it's the smaller things like like his interactions with Zach as he beats like you shouldn't latch onto someone based on a like five second interaction you shouldn't put your hands on a child when you know when he like interacts with bruce wayne and, and like i don't know there's just a few very like small social interactions he makes here that i don't think are a hundred percent presented as wrong like we know it's wrong that he like is in her apartment when her child is you know whatever but just i don't know there's just so many little things like that and and just this the 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 now narrative of like you know be rejected by women therefore become violent towards them is 
a fucking gross one, and I could have done with a little bit more. I, yeah, I, it's hard to get away from. Like, anything, yeah, I agree anything, with you. They that did, art if anything, they did exactly what people have been asking for years, which is that they don't fetishize the violence he commits on, no. like at all. No, like, they, don't, like, not... they don't frame it front and like when he murders like, the guy. That we gave know him the what gun. he just did. To yeah. Z- we know what he just did to Zazie Beetz and his daughter. We don't, but they don't force us to see it. They don't force people to relive the, the male on female. I mean, quote unquote, domestic violence. Yeah. But I feel it, it meta- is. I mean, saying... metaphorically, essentially, is domestic violence. But I feel once he clowns up near the end, it is saying, "Look how cool this guy is." When he's dancing around to a song by a fucking pedophile, by the way, that they fucking paid the estate of Gary Glitter or, or whoever's collecting his licensing. Is, is this a British thing? That song that plays when he's dancing. That's like I, the music I, is. Low, I know nothing about music. Okay, well, just that song that plays. That is a very famous song. It was used everywhere for years, and then it came out. The guy that did that is a pedophile. He, I believe, oh, he's currently in prison. And like most people, stopped using the song after that. But I don't know. Just yeah, you know, when he puts on the full outfit and he's like dancing around, and then he goes on the show and everything. And I'll say, I think the the bit with Robert De Niro at the end, like when he goes on the show, uh, which to me is undoubtedly a reference to um, Dark Knight Returns. We we covered that when you know he goes on the show and he murders the talk show host or whatever. And I, I think it was Conan. Oh right, I forgot about that. I think it was Conan O'Brien in that. I can't remember the tension when he's like reaching into the back pocket. And you know we've seen him rehearse it, and it's a really good scene when he's rehearsing his appearance on the show ahead of time in his apartment and stuff. And you've seen that he does the knock knock and then pretends to kill himself. And like when he says when he like reaches into his pocket, like oh shit, what's gonna happen? And then he says knock knock. I, I thought all of that was really good and tense, and it was like I was waiting for it to happen. But then I think when he delivers his little monologue, it's just really hammy. And like Robert De Niro's lines back, it's just so. I don't know. People wouldn't behave that, this way. That, I, when I watched that, I was like, I was like, I'm, I'm definitely going to need to see this part again. Like that was my reaction. I'm like, I'm pretty sure the movie fell apart in, in like the final two minutes. Here. Yeah, just the dialogue um, just goes off a cliff after. Like I said, like it's really tense, and then it just starts being like, as we would say, GCSE drama for you. I guess high school drama class, like a little two man yeah. play. It's like, oh, <laughs> like you could. Well, I think also, especially, and you know, I think one of our conflicts with this film is whether or not certain things should have been hit over the head or not and then here mm. it feels like a big departure where so many things are, are just literally stated themes are stated which is not supposed to happen with a theme mm. and it made me question and like I think it's one like are these the themes you actually want to be kind of declaring at the end yeah. uh, like it kind of just seems like a real like cop out on some of the things you were you were doing throughout and I think again that's part of the weakness is that you know it's at, at the end of the day DC should been like Todd Phillips this is an amazing idea we'll give you 10% and someone much better will make the movie um, <laughs> because I think so much of this is exactly what I have been craving for I just don't it's just completely and utterly different from the world of what can we do with comic books and film yeah and I like, like I, can, I've also called for that like let's do genre movies that just happen yes, to we use call, these I'm characters sorry, we've, called, we've called for that like we yes. like it's been a, a cause of ours for a long time and in some ways like I think Logan in some ways copped out on that at some parts like oh yeah. it's the big is, yeah. you know he has to clone. fight himself yeah <laughs> it's a big obviously like CGI'd up clone like yeah. 
I remember like that being just like such a letdown moment in this beautiful movie about an old yeah. dude having to take a tiny girl to Canada. Yeah. Like you that could have gone where you needed to go without yeah. doing it that way. Yeah. And I feel like this movie took it the next step further, which was that there was no CGI clone that the Joker had to face. <laughs> uh, but it did have some cop out moments at the end. Like, how great would it have been if like we see Thomas Wayne walk down the alley, a yeah. Joker kind of smiles, and then they just cut away. Like we know what happened. Mm. We don't need to see the fucking pearls again. Like, we just don't need well, to see it. it. When he's... Because he, like, gets fired from his job as a clown, as he rightfully should have. And then he's, like, yes, working. Sorry, he's, like, I, was, I love how you say that. It's like, is Mike back to challenge me on this? <laughs> like, no, I don't think the scary, mentally no, no, no. deranged man with a gun should keep his job as a clown. <laughs> yes. Um, and he's, like, working as, like, a theater rusher. Like, when he, like, sees the Waynes in a theater, I was like, oh, well, here we go. But then, it, you know, you instead... Oh, yeah, to... I thought that's what it was about to happen. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I thought I'll give them that as well. Like the stuff. I thought that scene was great. Yeah, yeah the stuff the they scene. did with bringing the Waynes into it in a way that was not at all what we've come to expect. Yeah, like, like this is what Thomas Wayne would be like in real life. Ninety nine hundred ninety nine times out of a thousand. Yeah. I'm not saying there isn't that one thousand version of Thomas Wayne that's a pretty decent human being, but like it's Thomas a Wayne, in all likelihood, <laughs> would be Howard Schultz and would literally be <laughs> on the TV explaining. Uh, that he is smart because of his money and he wants to give other people a chance to if they deserve it. It's so on the point. It's like, it's almost funny how desperate it is to be relevant. Yeah. Because that is actually how people in his position are behaving right now in yes. the real world. So you want to fix the just... world? Nah, I'm good. Let's privatize space travel. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, like, that was such that was such a breath of fresh air. The cops are not dying to save the people. They are kind of just incompetent rubes at best. <laughs> who, are at, who, will sh who end up shooting other people because they have guns and they probably don't need guns. Yes. Also, anybody who's lived in New York City for longer than a month <laughs> has met those three douchebags on a train oh, yeah. and thought, man, those three douchebags look exactly like that and they act, and they pretty much act exactly like that. They're not just in New uh, York, my friend. We've all met those people. <laughs> like, I just, like I, I've, I've been on that moment in the train and thought, those guys are fucking douchebags. Yeah, that's, that's all trains whole... in every major city. That's all trains? Yeah. Okay, good. I, I'm glad to know it's not just a New York City train. Yeah, people on trains and men on trains particularly make me yeah. quite irrationally angry all the like, time. They've got their dress shoes on, their ties are off for some reason, even though they clearly just came from work and they're just acting like giant douchebags. Yeah, Scott Conn um, would play one of them. There's a whole Scott Conn movie about that guy. <laughs> okay, it happened. I think, if anything, I'm like almost mildly disappointed with the movie in a sense that like I wish it had just been done by someone smarter mm. so that we could kind of skip over like yeah. this whole like argument. Like, and not, I'm not saying you and me, but I'm no, saying no, no. like... This I is the entire discourse, I, yeah. I, I can't be on the internet and not hear about this movie. Can't hear about it from a bunch of people who didn't see it. Uh, <laughs> I like, was gonna no, say, I, no I, one shot up this. No one shot up a movie theater because of this. Yet, like, <laughs> I mean, and yeah, we had to listen for two weeks for fear that people were gonna shoot a movie theater about yeah. this movie. I will um, say that, like, after I'd finished watching it, I was kind of like, I probably could have done this podcast and just pretended I saw it because not a lot happened. That there were like a couple of things, like the Wayne stuff, that did kind of surprise me. But for the most part, it's exactly what people say: is it's like, yeah, Phoenix is good, and the laughter is like, there's a physicality that he is pulling off, not just with the laughter, but like his ride 
scythe movements and all that. It's like, yeah, it's everything I've heard going into it, and I agree with quite a lot of the criticisms, and it makes me feel uncomfortable, and maybe, I, I don't know, like, yeah, I think you can just, I objectively and intellectually think, yes, you can just make a movie where you're, you're presenting a bad person on a plate, and you're not saying anything, and the audience should be mature enough to say, that's a bad person, not someone I should dress like and go murder people, but it just, the whole thing made me personally feel uncomfortable, and not in a, isn't this edgy, provocative art way, and like it's very i i can't say it's a bad movie it's just i the whole thing is icky to me <laughs> i mean like if no one dresses up like a clown and murders a bunch of women in the next 10 years are you going to still feel icky about it like, yeah I mean, because I guess it's not just it's not just that it's the kind of the gateway behaviors present that are like that like and i've seen already people on fucking twitter being like oh yeah this is a masterpiece and i've never thought about a film so much and like i identify so hard with this character and it's like guys just fucking stop please and like I, there was, I think I shared it with you before it came out like some dude saying like oh yeah I was with this girl and she wanted someone else and now that uh, it was like the female known as whatever and it was just all the language of just this incel crowd and I was like this is exactly what I was like afraid this movie would be and speaking of what afraid the movie might be before it came out I think you and I were in agreement that like we don't want to see a humanized Joker origin story because it kind of cuts the legs out from under it and i'll say this about it i didn't feel that way after watching it it wasn't like this whole thing as a concept was a mistake i think no they, yeah pleasantly surprised i'd say yeah absolutely yeah it's like you know i don't i don't want to go too far with it where it's like here's the entire chronicle of the person called the joker or anything right like, i think they I did mean, i'm surprised they got two hours of of that out of it without ruining were, the you, like, were you ever bored at any point i was not not really no i would say i had to be in a mood for it <laughs> sure like i wouldn't be like man I'm, i really want to enjoy this saturday afternoon with the joker yeah um, but it, it's engaging and it and it's it's very pretty like like if you go look at the hangover for as whatever as the hangover is todd phillips is actually he makes not ugly looking movies and like it's going for style and i think it is pulling that off there's a lot more criticism we can get into in the movie i think overall though i'm hopeful that people are watched like people in power are watching this and are like oh, we can make a $55 million not CGI monstrosity sometimes. Yeah, 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 um, yeah, absolutely. I mean, like, I think the sad part in some ways, though, is that, one, this movie would be getting essentially no negative attention if it was $5 million and the character was not the Joker. If he just puts on, I don't know. If this know, is just Joaquin Phoenix's I'm, every two he years. Just puts, yeah, he just puts on a bird mask at the end. <laughs> <laughs> like, or I don't know, something stupid like that. Like, yeah. no, nothing Gotham, no Tom, like, it's not Thomas Wayne, it's literally just Howard Schultz and he just puts on a bird mask at the end like I think people are just like this was an entertaining Joaquin Phoenix movie yeah he makes like, this movie every two years he's violent and sad in a low budget indie movie and some of them are good yeah. and some of them are okay <laughs> I don't hate it by any means I'm not like let's put this into a into a box and bury it and, and never oh, yeah, get when it this back was, out compared to our feelings when this was announced I'm almost over the moon with the sense of how much better it was based on what I assumed it was going to be based on when, when it was announced yeah yeah 
yeah, yeah, totally. It's difficult in a in a more interesting way to talk about than a lot of the movies we've covered because it's like <laughs> it wasn't saying things and it doesn't know what it's saying. No, I know, like, but like the... yeah, no, 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 no. I'm agreeing with you. Like that's why I think that's why it's difficult. Is that <laughs> yeah. things are happening here and really dumb people made it. So. <laughs> <laughs> Big credit for Todd and... Phillips for pointing a camera at Joaquin Phoenix. You know, <laughs> good job convincing Joaquin Phoenix to be in your. I mean, because at the end of the day. How many actors probably could have made this worthwhile? Probably not too many. When Although I say I wasn't I, I bored, could've, I could have done I, with I, more from some of the supporting characters. Like I think Brian Terry Henry and Zazie Beetz both yeah. could have had a lot more to do. They are both very interesting actors, and I guess it's what you sign up for when you cast Joaquin Phoenix. It's like, right, this is all going to revolve around him. And, and he's good at what he does, but I don't know. Like, I don't completely hate it, but I don't think I fully like it either. So, <laughs> and uh, the, yeah. the larger debate about, you know, like art and, and people's responses to it, like, yeah, that is an interesting debate to have. And, like, you're right. Like, if, if nothing bad does come of this, am I just worrying about nothing? And should I? It's not even my place to worry about if people are idiots and, and choose to find inspiration in places where the person did or didn't intend you to find it in like it is your uh, each person's individual responsibility to be able to identify what is like good and bad and whatever but i walked out of the theater and heard someone exciting excitedly explain to another person this is an amazing prequel to the dark knight and i'm just like <laughs> it's not my it's not my responsibility to yes sure. worry about what other people are going to think about this movie yeah you're um, right and it, it's it's definitely <laughs> something that like i've had to like step away you know at one point in my life i did very much feel the need to like tell everyone why they're wrong and like be like but actually this but it's like you know really just let people be but like yeah i mean like at the end of the day like in terms of things that this movie is like it explicitly telling the viewers it's that the rich are stupid they should be killed depriving (laughs) the world of social services has a huge negative impact on people but i i I think it should have done more of that though like i think it's not actually providing jobs and a right to work for its citizens is going to lead to trouble i mean these are not these are not like galaxy brain takes these are basic history lessons yes. that we've that societies have been forced to learn or over and over and over again like this and are refusing like, to learn right now <laughs> And yeah. they're also pretty decent things to be hitting the head, uh, hitting a hammer or nail yeah, yeah. hammer head. But like, tired. I, I don't know. I feel I could have used a little bit less, not to criticize Phoenix or or the Arthur character, but like could have done with a bit more of that and a bit less of the like give me an Oscar acting. And like, I feel Nolan did some of this better in his certainly the first two. I think Batman Begins. Like we had a quite a. I'm sorry, just to of... clarify, you said this. What, what do you mean by this? I just want. Oh, to know sorry. The the, the the like. The rich, the poor, the isn't society fucked, this city is corrupt. You know, like, I think in Batman Begins, I think he tackled this topic as well, if not better, personally. Like, I don't think this this movie leaned nearly hard enough into I mean, I mean, if we're talking about, like, damaging narratives, though, in film, damaging, like, mythologies, like, is there a more damaging mythology than the, the two biggest heroes the last 20 years are billionaires? And also, they're the ones who are going to save us. They're the ones who are going to save humanity. They're the ones who are going to fix systems. I mean, if anything, like, I mean, that's what the, I mean, that's the frustrating thing with Dark Knight Rises. There actually 
is a course correction happening there, and then it's thrown out the window by making the cops the heroes of the city. Yeah. So I can't. I don't think I can get fully on board. I think what I do think though is that they. I think one of the, my biggest criticisms of this movie is that we just hear about the garbage strike. You should be able to smell a garbage strike, like from the film. That's what I like, mean. Like I, it's think like it's fifty-five I... million dollars. It's not like a Safdie brothers movie where they're like shooting it and barely <laughs> letting people around them know that there's a movie happening. Yeah, like, I, I, I think it. I think that stuff is too much. Tell, don't show. Yes, I, that that I do agree with. I think that would have been easy to, and that would have been easy to show. It would have been interesting to show. Yeah, exactly. Like, um, I'm on and board. I mean, the garbage with... strike is just the most obvious one because they kept telling us about it. I, I'm on board. And you wouldn't have with... to do that much to do it. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm fully on board with like the narrative this film is theoretically delivering. I just don't think Phillips delivered on that part of it well enough, For personally. Sure. And it, it comes. I, th- I think expe- we're, I think we're in agreement on that. Okay. Brett Cullen is in this movie and yes. in The Dark Knight Rises. Yes. You know? <laughs> I think he's actually better suited for the role than Alec Baldwin, who was initially in it. Yeah, um, definitely. I think they're. I think Baldwin. I think Baldwin might have been a little too hammy for this particular role, or no, the, in the tone with this come movie. Come on. <laughs> and Brett Cullen, I think, brings a right amount of like understated. I don't know. I, I really thought he was really good in the small I, role. I thought he was. How did you come away from that? Like, what do you think? The, the, tr- the truth is there with Penny, Arthur's mother, and Thomas. Like, is he adopted? Is he the love child of Thomas Wayne? Like, My takeaway from it was that it did not truly matter. I think either no. way, either <laughs> I'm way, just, I'm just no, asking, no, 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 no. I just want to say, I mean, this is what my, my takeaway was, is that it didn't really matter because the point was more of the untreated mental health issues of the mother. Yes. So, and the kind of discarding the, the that happened between Thomas and her, regardless of whether or not they actually had an affair. I got the sense that no, though, that he was not the child of, I thought it was like a little bit of both sides almost like i i yeah. i almost thought like something happened but he's probably not his son yeah i, I would buy that i think there's plenty of evidence to support yeah. that i knew that they were going to do thomas wayne i knew that there was a kid playing bruce wayne the little clearly alfred but not alfred moment i thought that was fun the alfred from gotham who's just a raging dick um, <laughs> which i God. guess makes sense oh uh, sure i mean i, I would so watch bad. like eight episodes of gotham but that alfred seemed like a big dick he is throughout i finished gotham because i hate myself and he remains that way i think there's there's definitely some stuff there that like like they talk about how like they didn't take any particular inspiration from comics and i also think we don't we we shouldn't be too married to comics but i thought they did a good job of incorporating the comic stuff in a in a different way and yeah i think it is a proof of concept that you can do you can take a comic book property and just i don't want to say make a grown-up film but you know <laughs> make something that isn't just action figures smushing into each other I- i'll say it make a grown-up like make a film that's like not like a long-running serialized without the small moments uh, you know yeah. i was thinking about the mcu today and i was thinking about our conversation on game of thrones season eight okay and tying and it all together I, yeah this is actually the podcast series finale <laughs> I'm not. What I'm about to say is not entirely a criticism. In fact, it's not really a criticism. It's more of an explanation of how I view the MCU. One of the big things missing from the final two seasons of Game of Thrones was actually those small moments, like those in-between moments between the spectacle. And I think in large part because they were not particularly good at spectacle. A lot of their spectacle felt spectacle for the sake of spectacle. Like how Marvel's action scenes aren't very good. <laughs> right. 
I also, but I think Marvel in general is mostly like spectacle for the sake of spectacle. But they're, I think, in I would say they probably are a little bit more patient with it and earn it more, and that's why it's working. But there are definitely times where I felt like, man, I feel like a lot happened with these characters, between, or a lot should have happened with these characters in the last two years that would make this feel a lot more. Earned. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, and again, I think Marvel just does it, happens to do it well. Like they happen to skip the small steps and do it well. That they use good shorthand. Yes. Yeah. I would just like some movies based on these characters about those in between moments. Absolutely. And uh, and I would like it treated. I I mean, like it doesn't have to be deadly serious. No, it doesn't. I don't think I need anything more deadly serious than this. Like this, like a handful of like laughs throughout. Let's make this the maximum. Let's make this the as serious as it ever needs to really get. Yeah. But um, I want more movies like this where it doesn't have to feel like a big monstrosity every time. The one I I always beat the drum for, and it's probably not like the idea one but like show me a fucking relationship drama between Peter Parker and whoever you want the romance the, the sure. love interest to be but just like you know dissect this relationship tell me what it means to like you know the impact it has on them and not just like the generic da- overtrodden ground of like he's put her in danger and now they can't be together like show me the real world day to day shit that, and like you know do that or like do a fucking comedy if you have to or whatever it is but like something where it's like the superhero is secondary to the, the story in the middle and it's like they say that shit whenever they make one of these it's like but the real heart of this movie is this it's like no the heart of this movie is a fucking CGI slugfest <laughs> again I think we yeah. are moving in different ways with all of these and I think DC actually have a pretty good looking slate coming up like I think Birds of Prey personally if Aquaman is the low point creatively yeah. artistically and I thought like, that was that's fine not a terrible low point I thought it was fine but that's why I'm saying though it, it was fine <laughs> Yeah, it was fine. Like it didn't offend that, me. Like if that's gonna be their, if that's gonna be their low point for yeah. a while, they're 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 I, good with me. I appreciated um, that they were just trying to have fun with it. Aquaman, like it got bad yeah, in yeah. places, but they were at least having fun, and I, I I could feel that. And like you know, Birds of Prey looks good. I think that Robert Pattinson Batman is probably gonna be real good, but obviously we have nothing on that. Uh, people people need to check Pattinson's indie workout. It's man. real fucking it's, good. Lighthouse looks dope man, as shit. Good t- good time <laughs> is like a modern classic i just rewatched it for the first time yeah. what an unreal performance high life this worth, year was amazing worth just changing your twitter profile about you know <laughs> i have to like i have to kind of like spend time convincing pattinson i mean convincing people that pattinson's good to like people who don't know i'm like know. you gotta like watch good time you gotta watch good time like you, you're really missing out you've on missed like half be. of his career at this point pretty much like or more like more than half yeah well, it's just weird scuzzy indie movies for yeah. the last eight years yeah so I don't, yeah, I, don't think, I don't think they could they could interest him with the kind of Batman movie we've seen yeah. before. I think he would want it to be. Like, I hope they do Long Halloween. Well, this wasn't anywhere near as uh, violent and arguey as I I feared it would be. <laughs> no, I mean I think we're mostly com- are mostly coming from the same place on this. I think yeah. I think the big thing we disagree on is like essentially is this movie going to cause bad things to happen? <laughs> no, I... or like is this movie sending the wrong messages to people? Yeah, maybe. I it just it it gives me a feeling of of discomfort, and I don't know how much of that is like fear of how people will take it versus just a negative reaction to the character they're showing and feeling that they should have done more to make it clear that they don't condone the things the guy does. But like, yeah, maybe that's all just me being like whatever. But but I think even so, like that's the whole point. Like that conflict within yourself is like mm. that's not something we've had to discuss before. Like with a movie, we yes. talked about. 
Tanya. But then I like, also that's... don't. I also know in my bones that Todd Phillips isn't smart enough to deliberately have wanted me to feel that way. So. Oh no 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 no! <laughs> let's like let's. I I really. So that's why I, I cannot th- emphasize this enough. Anything positive I say about this movie should have no <laughs> should pay no compliment to Todd Phillips. Yeah. I think it was just like right place, right time, and he didn't get in the way of it enough to fuck it up. I think um, I would probably feel better about it if somehow it was just put in front of me and I knew nothing about who directed it yeah. or heard any of the bullshit he'd said before, during, and after. Um, I still don't, I don't think I would suddenly think, oh, this is an amazing film. Uh, it's still, I think, quite flawed. But I just can't get away from the fact I know who that man is, I know how he feels about things, and for him to present this, it's like, eh. <laughs> I don't know. I like, you know, that's, people will or will not feel that way there's no arguing about that like it's just how you feel but yeah and one last quick thing sure. uh de niro is fucking hysterical in this movie as essentially jay leno i don't know <laughs> just like our, our really shitty late night host yeah. like i laughed at all of his bad jokes yeah. his purposely bad jokes so much and the fact that they were actually getting laughter yeah. like from the audience like that was i mean again it's not really subtle but i don't really think a movie called the joker needs to be subtle and <laughs> like you know you see some of the shit that De Niro has signed up for in the last few years and like good roles for actors of his age you know are are few and far between it's like you know I'm not saying it's like an amazing performance from him but it is kind of nice to see him do something that isn't just you know completely I think between this and the Irishman it's gonna be a good fall for De Niro or a good autumn for De Niro well if I have four spare hours I'll check that out but you know (laughs) instead you have to watch Gotham Um, look I could watch Gotham without watching Gotham you know <laughs> but overall, I'd say I'm pretty bullish on DC at the moment. If I were to describe this movie, it was pretty similar to Logan in the sense that it feels like, okay, what are the biggest comic book movies doing right now? Let's make sure we do none of that. It's <laughs> kind of nice. But then we'll do it's some kinda, of it. <laughs> do some of it, but not but mostly none. Of it. Like it's Logan, nice to not though. see. Not, not so much oh yeah, oh, Logan. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's nice not to see a movie where protagonists kick someone through a helicopter and they, there's no blood. <laughs> I think there should be consequences to violence. I think that's important. And, and there are no was... like fights, you know. There were just acts of violence and like. And it was it was awful. Like the violence was like, oh god, like like I fucking hate those douchebags on the train as much as everybody. I can barely watch what happened to them. It was terrible. Yeah, yeah. Well, there you go then. That's that's the Joker. And you know, we we mentioned some of the stuff with the DC movies and the role they're on uh, coming hopefully very soon to EnterTheRealWorld.com. Myself. Mike, Ben Phillips, and Jerome Cusan are going to do a little yes. listicle. We're going to aggregate our rankings of the DC movies and present to you a wonderful article for you all to violently disagree with in the comments on 411mania rather than on entotherealworld.com. But hey, them's the breaks. Check everything out on the site. There will be movies, me and Ben's big boy podcast. I don't know where we'll be by the time this comes out, but we've recently done stuff like The Departed and Pan's Labyrinth and Sunshine. So listen to that, please. And uh, Mike and I will. I promise do Legion season 3 it may be another month but I promise we're gonna do it and there'll be lots to say there and then who knows what we'll do after that but we'll find something it's cute that Matt thinks I'm gonna remember anything about Legion season 3 in a month 